0: Today on Hanging with Champions, we'll be hanging out with one of the rising stars in short track speed skating with one of the biggest smiles on the planet. She qualified for her first Olympic team while still in high school, is a junior world champion, and at just 20 years of age, is the face of short track in America. From Team USA, Mame Biney joins us today. So come on, hang with us on Hanging with Champions. And welcome back to Hanging with Champions, where every week we hang out with Olympic stars, past, present, and future. I'm Patrick Keenis from NBC Sports, the Olympic Channel, and from Westwood One. And here's the invitation. You can hang out with us, too. You can subscribe and get notified when the next Hanging with Champions episode drops. So wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Pandora, iHeart, TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher, we're there. And you can leave some comments on our social channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're back this week for part two with Olympic short track speed skater Mame Biney, Baini already beating the odds. Born in Ghana, moved to the United States, took up skating in grade school after her father drove past a promotional sign that encouraged kids to learn to skate. She said, why not? And a decade later, she was the fastest short tracker in America, claiming a spot on Team USA for the 2018 Olympic Winter Games in Pyeongchang. Where we left off in part one was with the celebration of Mame punching her ticket to the Olympics with a win at Olympic trials. But now, after America got to know who Mame was, the world was about to learn her name on the global stage, which meant pressure on Mame like she had never felt before.
1: For this is so this is for the 500 day, so we had two 500s and like two fifteen 15s and two thousands. Um, so the 500 day i i don't know i just like i was like okay i know that i have like one of the fastest 500s in the country right now and i just need to skate like that's all i need to do just skate and don't fall and just go (laughs) um so the first 500 i went i went all out and i so like for me i need to like that's like the other another thing that I need to be that I need to work on is just like to be aware of people if like they're behind me or if they're not um, to figure out if I need to block or not. So this whole time I was thinking that like Jessica Smith or Lana was behind me or Kristen. Um, I just thought that, that they were behind me. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I just need to like stay on my feet and go go go. And then when I stopped, I was like, oh. <laughs> they were they were kind of there they, they were it 's fine, you know, but i made the, i i got point I got enough points to like make it to the next step to see if I can like make it make it to the actual games and like have like a spot and so after so then like break, we had like a break, and then it was like the next five hundred um like five hundred number two and yeah i i was just like if i just do it again if i just go the same exact speed the same exact um like like rhythm and everything just like stay exactly the same i i got it i have it in the bag i just need to go um and so i did and i didn't realize that i made the team until like i went around the second time or around the um, rink, like after my resting, after I was done, I went around the rink and Anthony like stretched out his hand and gave me a high five. And I was just like, oh, I made the team. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was cheering and I was like, oh my gosh. Wow, this is amazing. And then I fell and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Like, why would I do this to myself?
0: And, and, and truly from, from that point on, you became one of the marquee faces in terms of how the Olympic Games were marketed you know, <laughs> by NBC and on TV. And again, you're seven, oh, I guess you were 18 when you got to Pyeongchang, you were 17 when you qualified. Yeah. Um, I had Natalie Coughlin on the show a, a couple of weeks ago and uh, her first and only Olympic Games were held when she was 19 years old. Yeah. and she was she qualified for five different individual events she probably was the favorite in one but there was a huge build-up on the broadcast side of natalie Coughlin can potentially win five gold medals and you know that's a lot of pressure on a teenager yeah. i can't imagine what it was like for you because you're carrying the mantle of so many things team usa yeah. short track speed skating the women uh, don't have a a great history in terms of winning medals first yeah. African-American female to make Team USA short track speed skating squad as well. And yeah. you're a teenager. Um, and yet all of a sudden you become along with Sean White and Chloe Kim and some others, the face of Team USA going to Pyeongchang. Was yeah. it fair? And how did you deal with all of that?
1: Um, I honestly did not think it was um, what I needed in order to go into Pyeongchang, because for me, I skate, I skate well when I'm not thinking about anything and I am completely blank and just like stress-free or whatever, you know. But during, so don't get me wrong, going to the Olympics was amazing, a great opportunity, loved it, want to go again. But I just feel like the amount of media and um, like eyes on me, I I can't handle that because I I like to be the underdog. I like to be the person that no one knows is coming and just suddenly is there. You know, like I'm just like ha ha, gotcha, <laughs> kind of thing. You know, and then just go back into the hole like you never saw me, kind of thing.
0: It's like a little sneak attack.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so when everyone um was just like. Like, it was kind of, for me, I just saw that as, like, a sudden thing. Like, as soon as I made the game or as soon as I made the Olympic team, like, it was super sudden. Like, I remember going out to dinner with my um, home team back in Virginia because they all came to watch me, and I was just like, oh, hi. Um, And I was at dinner with them, and we were just, like, talking. And, like, so my Instagram, uh, like, my social media like I had like 500 followers or something and then like in 30 minutes I had like 10,000 and then in like 15 or in like an hour two hours later I had like 15 I was just like this is this is insane like I need no, know what's going on I was just like freaking out and yeah and like I mean I and I love the support like like I said, like, don't get me wrong, like, the support that I had was amazing, and I absolutely love the fact that people, like, are like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, she she can win, like, I love the confidence, but for me, I just, like, I can't take that, because I just, I don't know, I'm not that type of person to love the attention, to love the um, the amount of, like, confidence that people had in me, because I don't like having people, I don't like letting people down, like, that is, my one thing that I can never do um and so when I did when I felt like when I went to the games and I didn't do as well as people thought I was gonna do like yeah I wasn't very I was not in a good headspace because I was just like I just felt like my experience was not the one that I wanted to have because of what I thought that people wanted me to have if that makes me if that makes any sense you know because like I don't know i just because first of all like this is gonna this is what this would have been or this is my first like world cup season in general and i did pretty well during that world cup season but like i had no experience whatsoever i was racing against girls who went to olympics multiple times who had multiple world champion medals multiple world cup medals probably multiple Olympic, Olympic champion medals. So I was just like, I am a girl who's only got one junior bronze medal at the 500. And that's it at this point. So please, like, I can't just like say yes, congratulations. And like, please leave me alone. I'm so sorry. But yeah, but now that I've like experienced that, I know exactly how to like, turn that off, if that makes any sense. So like, now um, going into the 2022 Olympics, like I'm gonna turn off my phone, just focus on myself, focus on what I need to do in order to be the best that I can be on the ice. Like if I need to fix some, if I if I need something to fix, or if I need something to be fixed, then I have the resources and the people to help me get that fixed. But like I, yeah, it, it was it was a crazy experience. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, it's interesting you bring that up, too, because I think we're seeing the challenges of a lot of success and a lot of media notoriety for a lot of athletes at a very young age. And then you kind of see a couple of bumps as they grow and they kind of figure out who they are and how to train and how to, like you said, deal with all of the extraneous things that, you know, as junior short trackers on the country or whatever your sport is. You didn't necessarily have to contend with it. Well, now you did. So over these last few years in the World Cup season, suddenly now you're going weekly against Kim Butan and Martina Valsapina and Choi Min-Jong and Yarvan Kirkhoff and uh, Natalia Malashevsky and all of the others yeah. on a week-by-week-by-week basis. Right. Suddenly, you probably haven't had the number of podiums that you would have, would have liked over the last couple of years in the World Cup but yet now you're competing against the best and now you're a known quantity Mame, instead of being the unknown. So how has that, how's that transition gone? I mean, I'm sure it's been challenging, but how has it helped further you to get to where your goals are uh, in 2022 and beyond?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like this, so it's been a roller coaster for sure because like in the world of short track you're either like there's, how do I say this? You are, you can be amazing. You can be super great, but then like the next competition, you can just not be at at the top level that you want to be. And I think like, that's the way of like sports in general. So I just feel like for me, because when I was younger, I one really didn't care, but also I was just like, oh like I'm getting first place all the time like this is great so I'm like used to it you know so going into this um like world cup circuit where there are girls who are amazing and doing and like absolutely crushing it and I'm over here just like what (laughs) what is going on like why can't I do this and this and this
0: Is is it kind of dealing with failure I mean is that is that part of the issue because you didn't lose much as a kid right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like trying to figure out. I need to figure out how to like fail and be okay with failing because people say, oh, yes, like you fail, you get back up, you do it again, you fail, you get like all this stuff. And it is so hard to do that, especially if you're in that mindset of, oh, I've already won. I've won so many times before this. So this is going to be easy. And then when you fail, it's just going to be like, what like your 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 brain is kind of like mind blown as to how you could possibly fail so for me like one thing that i've worked on in the past like couple few years is realizing that it's okay it's completely okay to fail but it's also and it's also completely okay to cry about it but what is not okay is to dwell about that failure and to keep crying about it and not do anything about that so I feel like I've grown a lot because of that, and this like I was gonna say this season, but because we don't really have a season, <laughs> um the next competition that I have, like I shouldn't expect a lot of myself, and just like I should just skate like I wanna skate and not skate to make someone else happy or not just or not skate to um prove to someone else like just to just skate just to skate and to be happy, and yeah.
0: And I feel like you've brought up Apollo Ono's name several times in a lot of interviews, but you know, you, you didn't get to see him really race at all in your prime when you were involved in this sport because of the age gap. Um, But how much, how much influence has he had? How much interaction have you had with him on not only skating, but dealing with the massive amounts of media attention that very few people in in the United States uh, can attest to? He certainly is one
1: yeah oh man yeah like i think out of like all of like U.S. speed skating like skaters i do feel like apollo is has like worked with the media so well and i just feel and i'm like very envious of that because i'm just like how are you able like be how you're able to like skate super well and also deal with the media like i can i can only choose one so i just and like for me Um, lately I've been trying to have that like Apollo Ono mindset of just, um, being, um, when I say this, it's not a bad thing at all, but like being selfish for myself and not like wanting to, and just being selfish so that I can push myself, but also my teammates to make me better. Um, and I, have so me and Apollo have gotten closer over the years, um, and he's like, uh, given giving me his phone number so that I can like reach out to him whenever I need to. Um, because I just, I feel like for like skating aspects, like he definitely is one person that is like a good mentor to go to and like ask questions or ask about, um, how to deal with things and stuff because I don't know, I'm not sure how long he skated for, but he's been in the sport for probably as long as I've been alive. Um, so <laughs> he, I just feel like he is the expert and like he he knows exactly what he's doing and what he's talking about. So like not taking his word for granted and whenever he does come to uh, talk to us, like I really just like sink that in because I, I love learning from um, older people because I just feel like you guys like they have like uh, more knowledge about things.
0: Yep. So much wisdom, and and again, there are only certain athletes who can identify with the type of external pressures, mm-hmm. internal pressures, yeah. coaching staff pressures. I mean, you you name it. Um, a lot of the athletes don't have to deal with a lot of these things because they're not at that level. Certainly, certainly, he is and was, and you certainly have the opportunity to grow into that role over the next uh, few years. I guess the last couple of questions for you, Mom, I, do, do you see yourself skating for the next 10 years? I mean, do you, do you want to appear in three or four Olympic games? Do you want to be an Ariana Fontana or a Charles Hamelin of Canada who skate into their early thirties or yeah. could Beijing be it for you? And then you move on with the degree you're getting from the university of Utah in chemical engineering and uh, start your life.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: So I to put you on the spot.
1: <laughs> it's all good. So I do not think I will be skating for 10 for the next 10 years. Cause I, I love love and I love seeing people fall in love and like having kids and getting married and all that. And like, that's what I want. Um, but first I like need an actual boyfriend. So <laughs> <But> <laughs> um,
0: You can find Mame Biney on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> the applications being accepted now, right?
1: Yeah, my DNs are open. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I, 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 um, Beijing will probably not be my last one. I'm thinking maybe uh, 2026, uh, which is uh, Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be in Italy. Yeah, so I, I'm, I think maybe 2026 might be my last one. Um, Just so that I can, like, move on with my life and have, like, the life that I want afterwards. Um, Because I have, at that point, I would have given, like, 20 years of my life to skating, which is a long time. And as much as I love it, like, I need to to move on. I need to, like, get on with my life. And also, so I feel like if I leave with a bang kind of, Thing. like if I leave with like having gold medals or like a medal on the podium or whatever, like I just think that's a perfect perfect way to leave because I feel like for me, I don't, I don't want to go and like go into World Cups and just kind of be like destroyed by other girls because I'm for sure competitive, um, but I just, I don't know. I just want to leave with a bang kind of thing.
0: Well, what um, if that bang happens in Beijing? Will your timetable be reduced?
1: Probably not, because I might want to do it again.
0: <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Hey, so, so I love the honest answer. Um, Mame, one one of the other responsibilities that come with being a, a notable, not only national, nationally known athlete, but a globally known athlete, is involvement in charities, involvement in causes, activism for things that you believe in, and. Certainly our country is very divided right now. There's a a lot of vitriol that's been thrown around for several years now and, you know, racism and systemic racism and uh, racial injustices uh, have been raised to, to a, to a level that you have probably not seen in your lifetime. Yeah. And how are you trying to use your platform to, to message to your fans yeah. about the changes that need to be made by all Americans?
1: Right. Um, so before everything happened um, in like June, or yeah, in like May, June, I like didn't use my, my social media platform for really anything. Like if I had a special message, I'd be like, oh guys, like, hey, like go look this up or go like research this or whatever. Like I never really like used it because I was just like, I'm a 20 year old, like, I don't really have a say in anything right now, cause this is like, this is not my fight, you know? Like this is something that I don't really have any knowledge about. But when, but in the recent months, obviously with like the killing of George Floyd and the killing of Breonna Taylor, I was just like, and um, Ahmaud Mm Aubrey, I was just like, yeah, no, like this this is enough. This has to stop, like this is not okay um and I talked to my dad about it and he was um actually against me posting anything because he was just like I don't want you to get the hate like there are people out there who will like say some stupid stuff like ignorant stuff that does not need to be said and I don't want like he was protecting me and he just said I don't want you to do it and I completely understood him but I was just like in my brain I was like what's going on is not okay and i just if i do not speak out about it and if i do not say anything about it it just means that i am completely silent and i don't want to be silent like in person i have a loud voice like i am very like outspoken about things that i just like don't really like and so there's no point of me being outspoken in person and then on social media not saying anything so i was just like you know whatever if people want to come and attack me cool i'll fight them about it okay i got it (laughs) i'm a black belt in karate so come after me (laughs) so (laughs) so i i put out my message and i started putting out post after post after post about like the racial injustice what people can do about it how they can help how they can support what they have to do like if they see it they need to like stop it in their tracks or like try to deviate away from it, some things. Um, and, and then I realized that yes, even though this has been a thing that has happened for hundreds of years, like it is starting to show that the, um, like the political side of it. And my dad has always been like, don't get pol- political on um, social media. Like that is not, a, don't do that. But I was just like, unfortunately this um, this issue is pol- political which does not need to be political at all because it's literally being equal. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I gotta get political. Like I'll post here and there about voting. I'll post a little side comment about um, Mr. Donald Trump and how he's not um, doing a great job of being a president. And how, like we, like people, especially young people my age, we need to go out there and vote. We need to go out there and use our voices and use our platform, because whether or not you have 500 followers or 5 million followers, like you have people listening to you, and you have to use it because our, like our voices, are is something that is very, very loud, as quiet as you are in person, like you can be very loud on social media. So I am very for being, for using your platform for good and for using your platform for something that you believe in. And I'm proud of myself for doing that because I like, like I said, I never did that. And now that I'm doing it on like almost a daily basis, I'm just like, yeah. I got a loud voice. What are you -hmm.
0: gonna do about it? Kind of thing. So doing it at such a young age, and and I guess my question for you is: How much suppression, how much racism uh, or racial overtones have you experienced in your life? Coming from Ghana, moving overseas, becoming an American citizen, Mm -hmm. and and into now, you're uh, where you are in your athletic career.
1: Uh, Um. So fortunately, I have like I have not i haven't had a lot of um racism or uh discrimination against me but um what like i said i mentioned before that when i was like 12 or 14 i had like this little like iffy um spot but it was because of the coach that i had and he just like was not a great person um and he did like have a little bit of um racist comments to say to me and like, I wish I like could go back and like defend myself and like say, yeah, no, that's not okay. Don't say that to me. I have a name. It's not black. Like it's mom, eh, for one. And two, go screw yourself kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, my dad doesn't really tell me um, a lot of uh, racism or racist stuff that he's he's heard. Um, Or he's had experience, because I'm sure he just wants to protect me, but I'm 100% sure when he was, um, like, going to France or coming here, um, he probably experienced some sort of racism in his um, lifetime. And for me, I, like, the one thing that I love, absolutely love about the gaming community is that E- like, not even in the U.S., but also, like, internationally, is that we don't care. <laughs> we don't care what color you are. Like, you could be yellow, you could be blue. Cool. You are, like, an addition to the rainbow. Great. <laughs> but, like, all all we care about is how good you are. Like, well, uh, yeah, we do care about how good you are, but, like, we just also care about, like, the placement that we personally are going to get on the podium. Like, that's that's all. Like, you could like I said, you can be blue, but you're not, you're not any different to me. You know, you're still a human being. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm still in this sport, because obviously if I experienced a whole lot of racism in my younger years, I wouldn't be here because why would I want to be in a toxic community like that? But yeah, like the skating community is amazing and I love it. And like, I, if I could be here for, if I would be here for 10 years, I definitely would, but <laughs> yeah, like I I will, I will forever consider the skating fam, the skating community, my family, because of how they have treated me and how they've treated me as a person and not as a black person. And cause I'm just like, cool, great. You're black. Great. Come on, come on by. You're welcome. So I,
0: that. <laughs> we, we, we so appreciate your voice we so appreciate your platform we so appreciate your talents your charisma everything about it so mommy bonnie as we let you go here a couple of more rapid fire things first off this is something we started a couple of episodes back where it's basically a, a hanging with champions game of tag between olympians and okay. what i mean by that is we're soliciting suggestions for who you think you would like to have on the show next it can be somebody from Team USA. It can be uh, one, of the, one of the members of the short track community overseas. It can be um, somebody from a different sport, but uh, we're all about stories here. We're all about giving platforms to, to great people and great athletes. Who do, you, who do you think? Who do you nominate?
1: Ooh. Um, oh, you, I, I so I nominate um, Ann Jackson, cause I would love to hear her story. Hmm. Oh yeah. Cause I mean like we, so we're in different sports, long track and short track and long track and short track don't really like mix with each other <laughs> unless you did both sports. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear her story. Um, she's like, when we've, when we've talked, like she's been super, super nice to me. Um, and she's, am- and she's an amazing skater obviously. So I, yeah, I would just like to hear her story and like her, um love of skating and in line and all that
0: <laughs> aaron jackson you are on the list all right that's a great suggestion all right so now the the last segment is going to be five lightning questions for you where we're looking for your top three okay, okay. are you ready for this
1: mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. mommy
0: bonnie top three olympian laughs we know <laughs> that you have the best laugh of probably any team usa olympian but who would you rank who are the next three
1: um, Simone Biles, oh my gosh, I think she's so cute. Oh my gosh, she's she's adorable and amazing and so beautiful. Um, Lauren Her- Hernandez, I also think she's amazing and beautiful. And Simone Biles, or sorry, um, Serena Williams. Serena <laughs> Williams,
0: okay, good, good. Right, the t- Yeah. <laughs> the top three Olympian labs, those three, Biles, Hernandez, and Serena. Got it. All right. Question number two for Mama Abiney, your top three. Comfort foods.
1: Oh my gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, ooh, fries, ice cream, and uh, hamburger. No, not hamburgers. Oh, pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs>
0: There's yeah. no wrong answer here, mommy. <laughs> what type of ice cream for bonus points?
1: Vanilla, vanilla bean ice cream. It has to be vanilla bean, not just vanilla, just vanilla bean. Got a
0: specific brand?
1: Um, Haagen-Dazs.
0: There we go, there we go, I knew we'd get it out of here. All right, next question from Amabani. Your top three streaming shows on Netflix, Amazon Prime, et cetera.
1: Okay, um, so uh, Grey's Anatomy, amazing show, but at the same time hate it because it makes me cry so much. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so much. (laughs) Um, I've never cried on a TV show that much before.
0: That is unfortunate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm also so um i'm also watching um uh lovecraft country it's on hbo it's super good like it's very crazy um oh oh and uh vampire diaries i love that oh my gosh love that show
0: what what network is that on vampire diaries
1: it's the cw but if okay. it's like a couple of years ago. So I just think they do like reruns, but I watch it on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, question four for, for Mamabani. Your top three least favorite college courses. Oh you are still a student at the University of Utah, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate econ. Econ is disgusting. I am so sorry, but people who, I actually saw this, this is a fact. People who major in econ are considered psychopaths. So <laughs> <laughs> econ. <laughs> um, I like math when I understand it. So I do not like math because I don't understand it that often.
0: <laughs> um. When did the When did the understanding of math for Mamie Biney stop exactly?
1: <laughs> I think in like tenth grade. <laughs> <laughs> nice because I'm taking statistics right now and I'm just like, holy cow, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think th- those are actually honestly the only two. I don't yeah. have a third because I, I love going to school. So mm-hmm. yeah,
0: those That's two. All right, uh, last question. Of the top threes from Biney, Olympian speed skater, your top three travel destinations. You've been all around the world many times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Japan, Austria, and Korea. In any order, honestly, because I could put them in number one for sure, because Austria was so pretty and so cute. Oh, it was amazing. Japan and Korea because of the food and the people. Great. Oh my gosh. Loved it. Oh. <laughs> All
0: right. Hey, uh, terrific answers. And again, Mama, I can't thank you enough for spending so much time with us here today. Uh, I know this is a really trying time to kind of stay sharp physically and mentally with whenever your season starts this year. Hopefully it does. But uh, uh, ever so grateful for your time. Thank you for stopping by and being with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I loved being here.
0: <laughs> it was a, a great deal of fun. All right, and uh, Aaron Jackson, you are now uh, on the clock. All right, so that's gonna wrap things up for Team USA's Olympian Short Track Speed Skater, Mama Biney. We thank her for hanging out with us. And a reminder, you can hang out with us everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can leave comments. You can make suggestions for athletes that you would like to hear from. And also, whenever this podcast drops, you can get notifications. If you subscribe, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartTune, and Spotify, and Stitcher. So for Mame and our entire crew, I am Patrick Kienis. Thanks to all of you for hanging with us on Hang With Jam.